0: All right, welcome to Utility Podcast. I am Jeff, uh, this is Bernardo, and today we have a very special guest, our first non-photographer and my friend uh, from a long time ago, and uh, my current...
1: What's that? Still today. We're still friends.
0: Just, yeah, well, barely. Uh, And my, my, the co-founder of uh, Big Hug Studio and the upcoming drop from big hug studio synonyms this is uh cdr otherwise known as christopher david ryan the three first names guy
1: yeah that's that's how people know me
0: welcome to the podcast man
1: thank you it's good to be here i uh you know i'm sitting i'm editing this thing every week and i'm the whole time (laughs) i am like like to be on this podcast so it's great to finally be here feels good
0: yeah he's also very much part of the podcast he edits every podcast and uh so those beautiful sounds you see you hear coming in is that you on the scent or is that like a sample you
1: stole no I wouldn't steal a sample that's not cool it's I did it I that's from the Moog it's very nice yeah yeah it's just uh I didn't bad. know
2: that I didn't yeah. know that yeah well I, I didn't tell you then yeah that no, it was nice it.
1: and I don't think it's that great it's, it's okay. no are we going to change it? Um, nope. <laughs> I think, that we, I think that we can have that conversation and, like, you know, where does it go? No, good.
2: I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Don't worry.
0: <laughs> well, the great thing about so, CDR is uh, he very much took a path from traditional art world to the NFT art world in a way that a lot of people have done before. And I think it's always a very interesting path. So, why don't we start there? actually let's start how did you become an artist in the first place or is that how you believe you became an artist
1: um I mean it's this sounds like you know really office but I was born into it you know I, I don't remember a time when I wasn't um uh, making um in, in my family though there wasn't really there's was no real artist in my family to like kind of compare it to um my grandmother painted a little bit but she kind of painted like like that guy that I'm on uh it was the guy with the bob lost and after all that would do the, the nice friendly games like oh, she'd yeah. do the landscape stuff and so she kind of supported it a little bit but i was just always the kid that was like in the corner drawing or like lying on the floor on my stomach drawing things and um i just have always done it it's it was never something i was like hey maybe i'll try this or like you know my parents kind of push me toward it i just did it so um,
2: and how how did you come from being a kid that likes to draw to making that a living? Um, boy, I kind of. Was it by chance? Was it by chance, or it was something that you always thought it was going to be the case?
1: Um, I always thought it was going to be the case because I didn't know that there was anything else for me to do, really. Um, by, I mean, essentially, by the time I got to college, and going in and taking art courses and then finding out that you have to go and earn a living and how are you going to do that? It never occurred to me that that would be a thing I would be even worried about. And it's Like, I'm going to go make things and I'm going to make my living doing that. So it wasn't it wasn't by chance. There was nothing that kind of like made me decide one day that I'm going to go down this path. It's just that was just the path I was on and I could see the other paths. Um, a lot of my family members were kind of in the trades. They were you know, doing electric, electrical work, plumbing, the uh, building, um, you know, and there was often conversations like, hey, you could go do this, you could come work for my company or whatever. And I was like, I'm good. I'm just- you, I, never I, felt I, the, you
0: never felt the urge to become a plumber?
1: Thought about it, <laughs> yeah. um, and plumbers are great. We need plumbers, but I'm not going to be uh, adding value to society as a
2: thing. Uh Let me just ask one thing because, um, and this is not the first time it happens on, on the podcast, a lot of you artists that come from the United States, they say, I went to college and then, and then from there I had to do like that school. So for us that are not from that education system, uh, mm-hmm. how old are you whenever you go to college?
1: Uh, you go once you graduate high school. So I think I was... 17 turning 18 or you know i think i might have been 18.
2: and um, that college degree is is that a co- uh, a degree from three years and you have to do all kind of arts um you have like different different subjects or do you specify one of those so did yeah. you have to do photography for example
1: well um i'm gonna try to answer this question but i'll answer it with a little bit of a of a story here like i did not finish college i i went to college for fine art um, once I got there, I just kind of wanted to do whatever. I grew up in Texas. I went to the University of North Texas. I grew up in a town called Denton, north of Dallas. University of North Texas was a big school for jazz and it was a big school for art. It was in my hometown. There was no I, it's like my family was, you know, middle class. There was no, they were my parents were divorced. I wasn't going, going to send off to college. It wasn't a thing. but we could barely afford to send me to the University of North Texas. So I got there. And had this major shock when I started getting into classes and dealing with um, counselors and things like this, and I realized that I needed to be on some sort of path for four years to leave school with a degree in painting. Um, painting is just what I chose to do, but once I got into school I got really into what was graphic design, which at the time was called commercial art. It wasn't called graphic design. Graphic design is something that you did for commercial art, but I liked um, I liked the tools at the time, there were no computers really. So it was like, you know, you were using uh, well on letters, lecture set, and you were, you know, moving around photography and you know, essentially photographing it um, to get it into the world. But I, to kind of bring this back around, I struggled with the whole system because, again, like i had just been used to making things and I did not want to go to school to just take classes, learn stuff, not necessarily walk out with a degree because I wasn't. Ever thinking about, oh, I need to go and learn this specific thing, and then go do that. Hmm. But yeah, you it's funny. It
2: okay, so it's funny that you say that you went for commercial art, mm-hmm. and now you are on NFTs.
1: Yes. So what how did
2: you come? <laughs> how did you come to the <laughs> NFTs then?
1: <laughs> well, um, let's go back a little further, and I'll get you up here. So I left the University of North Texas and I moved to San Francisco and I went to the Academy of Art. Had the same problem with the Academy of Art with them trying to push me into like a specific major. Um, but I was in San Francisco in the mid 90s and the uh, electronic music scene was incredible. Um, you know, digital culture was blowing up, you know, all the, it was all the kind of still the early days of like Wired magazines raids and all of these things that were happening at the time and i was i was into the tech i was djing i was collecting records i was buying gear um so basically i started doing i set up a little studio in san francisco and i was doing flyers posters uh packaging for small record labels and djs for their cds for their like vinyl releases Uh, i was building little Building identities for like small local restaurants and just whatever people that I was, I was just taking whatever. So Hmm. that was commercial work that I was building identity systems and and small brands. And I was doing it on this little one man studio. And so I just basically taught myself how to use Illustrator, Photoshop on Mac, just learned it all. And in my mind, it was all art. Didn't matter if I was painting or uh, you know, making beats or doing sculpture or whatever, all creativity, you know, it's making art. So I, because like sometimes I would paint something and get that in the computer and I would use that to the art. Um, but I just learned the tools. And then as I learned those tools, I was working with more and more people on my little small fashion labels. And, um, you know, just really, whatever. again, whatever I could, I worked in a print shop for a while, I worked in a t-shirt shop. Printing tees. I just started to learn stuff. Anything that I could apply to the art, I was like, it's like it's like what I wanted in college. I just wanted to know how to do all of these things. So I couldn't get it in college, so I just went out and started finding people that would let me work with them and show me things. Um, and so by being on the computer for so long and learning that as a tool and learning the software, I was making digital art pieces back in the late 90s you know i've got hard drives full of things that i would just make there were illustrations they were uh kind of just strange abstract things that i would do that had no value in any. i could use them in those in these like commercial projects i was you know backgrounds for posters flyers etc i could i could um experiment with type or whatever i needed to do but there was no place to put them. so in like 2020 when i started hearing about nfts i was immediately like what is this this sounds like what i've been wanting this entire time where like digital assets had value like you could you, they were interesting and people wanted them and they could be seen as art like I, my immediate response was like of course, I heard about the things with like people making money, on big money on these things, and that you know, of course, is alluring. But I was mostly interested in like, here's an opportunity, here's a place to put art into, and art similar to what I've been doing for like my entire career, which just just sitting on hard drives, and like would show up on blogs and things on the internet, or like be on tons of Pinterest pages. So it's like when I when I got the opportunity to really understand what was going on here, courtesy of Jeff. Who like kind of just hit me up randomly randomly um, randomly <laughs> but like it was was the last
0: time i talked to you before that
1: well we did that project in 2020 remember oh you're right yeah which like i was looking at that the other day and i think that actually i like that better now than i did then i it's think at good. the time we were, we were both like nah this will do." It.
0: yeah but, it was good yeah. it was a tough time though
1: it was a tough time um but yeah jeff hit me up randomly and um January of this year, January twenty eighth, yeah, and I mean Jeff, jumped in it. It was it was kind of funny, like it was it was a weird. It was Jeff kind of being, hey, have you ever? I don't want to offend you. No, no,
2: I'm going to ask you that. I'm going to ask, how was the approach from 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 Jeff to make you be a slave of of this digital uh, work?
0: You
1: know, well, I, I, I gave how him. did you
2: convince him? How did he convince you? Um, but, but well, 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 we'll leave it, we'll leave it to later. It's like a teaser for what's going yeah. to happen later in this podcast. Okay,
0: okay. <laughs> no, I mean, quickly, I feel like I, I approach to be quite honest, I approach people all the time. I approached someone two weeks ago who I knew 10 years ago who I served coffee to, and she's like a amazing artist now i approached her and i was like said the same thing i was like hey i don't know i don't want to offend you but there's this great thing called nfts have you seen it and you know nine nine times out of ten i get shot down um really? is but that from- your
2: approach is that yeah. your approach because i i tried to do the same but i don't know what is like the best approach to you should do um we should have like like zeneca or punk should have like a brochure in how to approach people about nft so we don't scare them away
0: but for me it's like if you want to come into this ecosystem and if you see value in it then you your brain is open to seeing value in it if you don't see value in it your brain will never see value in it or eventually be open to seeing value in it and i and once that happens i'm assuming they will contact me or someone they know in the industry and then they'll come in but like i don't want to force people i'm not trying to sell people on stuff and like when i hit him up i had when I hit CDR up, I had no hopes, really, that you would be into it, mainly because you lived in Maine. And I thought, eh, a bunch of hippies up there, they're going to be like, I hate NFTs. <laughs> <You>
2: know. Well, <laughs> the environment, it's true.
0: Well, not for long. But, you know, so I was like, you know, have you heard of this thing, NFTs? Like, you're probably going to hate it, you know, whatever. But you were like, oh, yeah, I've been thinking about this. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because for me, he had been creating this thing called Big Hugs for the last 10 years. And I've been watching on the sidelines on Instagram and being like, this is so cool. I love this. And everyone loved it. So people were eating it up on Instagram. And in my mind, it clicked that night. And I was like, oh, that's a PFP. And I didn't think about it until now. But that's a PFP and it should
2: be a PFP. Okay. So I think there is a question here. So Big Hugs exists before NFTs yes okay I didn't very much though
1: yeah big hugs um do we want do we want to get into what yeah um, go for um. it okay um, yeah. big hugs um was just a thing that kind of happened by accident really and it the full story is i was in a pub one night in portland maine and go to the bathroom there's a sticker and one was the bathrooms covered with stickers. And there were stickers on the wall. And one of them was these two puzzle pieces fitting together. And the puzzle pieces made a triangle. But the puzzle pieces, like I saw it and it looked like they were hugging. And that was that. I went back. I, I actually no, no, I didn't draw it on my phone, but I went back and like went home and I drew it. The hug characters hugging. And I don't know, we should probably try to pull that up right now, but honestly, I don't have it ready. But I drew these two characters hugging. The rounded heads and the smiley faces and the arms kind of making like this. And um this was 2013,
2: probably. Wow. So it and, has a lot of time. Well, yeah, almost it's, it's 10 like, years
1: now. Yeah, and I never was trying to make it into this like thing that was bigger than I can handle. I started putting it on Instagram. I started drawing them. I started drawing them. Uh, digitally into photos of other people and so people could hashtag their photo on instagram and i would choose from the lot and draw on the ones that like i thought had interesting potential and it kind of grew from there and at the time it was like kind of the earlier days of instagram instagram uh put me on their like suggested follower thing so i went from like i think i had I had like an 8,000 follower, you know, legitimate. Like I built this, you know, over like a couple of years. I went from that to 122,000 followers in like
0: two months. That was back
1: when you could make it on, on Instagram. That's back when you do it. I, I got an agent. I was doing all kinds of illustration work. I was doing all kinds of collaborations with like, I did things with Jay um, Who else did I do kind of stuff for? Stuff all over the world. There we go. Yeah, totally. And like that, that Instagram ruined my feed, you know? Like once the algorithm started taking over, I got tons of bots or fake followers and all that stuff. And it just like my engagement died. And so I, I basically jumped off that feed, started another one and just like let all that stuff go. I did a thing where for a while um, I was hand drawing the hug. I, I got it down to where I could do it like in a few strokes almost like making a character, like a, a letter or a number. Hmm. And I had people uh send me self-addressed stamped envelopes and I'd send them one. They were like on little note cards. And I sent out over a thousand of them. You know, just like sent them all over the world. And that was really great. That felt good. I always love um, this one. How to yeah, how to draw a hug that's it. Yeah. That's the one.
0: Um
1: <laughs> and so I, I sent them all over and like there's still um, I'm still doing this type of stuff, obviously, and i've been I have an agent now that um, handles my work in China. and they love it over there. Um, like they i we didn't even pitch them like the big hugs concept or anything. It's just like they found it, and they see the work and they attach it. The big hugs, like they see big hugs as like my peanuts or Charlie Brown or whatever, which like I'm not saying I'm on that level, it be that'd be awesome. That's my dream, but it makes me so happy that like that's how it's seen. It's like this, like it's a universe.
2: Do you think AI is going to kill the logo digital in like or the digital professions? professionals Mm -hmm. is AI going to kill that
1: um I think there's a good chance yeah I think there's a really good chance like I I was
2: thinking that I can go there and I say my initials are this this and this and do this style yeah and then he comes up with like five suggestions straight away
1: yeah totally um I think that's okay honestly because like if you i mean, I'm glad we're not recording this because this is controversial. there's a shit ton of bad work out there. It's just like everybody copying each other and there's like styles now for logos like you know like you know you can go to Pinterest and you can do like logo for a brewery, and they all kind of look the same right there's like there's there's like these uh categories of styles of logos, and I think it's gotten all really boring you know like mm-hmm. so it's like I,
2: you- I i i I went to Fiverr yeah and yeah. i i I bought two one hour or two hours from a guy to give me uh, a logo yeah never used it
1: i'll make <laughs> you a logo. i'll make you a logo like don't don't pay here's the thing this is what ai can't replicate and this is just this is just my point of view anyone can any designer can make you a logo. hello you mm. any designer can make you a logo but like mm. for me it's like what's it what's the best thing about making a logo or doing any work for someone is like the interaction right when, you, when you're when you're when you are like paying someone like you found on the internet which there's nothing wrong with it's a very it's a transactional thing yeah i want this thing from you here i'm going to give you this for it but if you find a creator that you really like and you just go to them and say hey i've got a problem that i want you to solve for me because i've like i looked at what you do and i and i i want to interact and talk to you and see if i like how you think and want to go on this journey with you like that's really fun you know because you can you can almost create like this collaborative work together like you might not be pushing any pixels on it but you are having this like almost like um almost like working with like a a therapist right yeah i know what you mean that's like pulling information out of you and like trying to like get the thing that they're looking for, that they're going to put through there thing that you never would have thought you to ask. And to be fair, to that,
2: that needs to be a skill yeah. because, and you need to, you have to have lots of experience to be able to understand what people want. Cause whenever you ask me what I want, I don't even know.
1: Yeah, totally. Most <laughs> people don't. Most people don't, I don't Most even people know what I want. The like, name of my business is like bread and co. So I want a piece of bread as my logo. And you're like, why would you do that? You know, you want to be like you, you talk to someone and you find out like, oh, so you're really into uh, cosmology. Well, maybe you maybe your logo has something to do with like a constellation, you know, like, yeah, yeah. We, we don't have to do this thing that's like where it's like the business is this. So let's put a picture of that. It's like, no, let's run this whole thing that like isn't um, that on the nose it's like it makes it interesting and it gives people something to something to think about but i do think ai it i'm interested in ai because like i see it as a tool where like i'm like oh if this if this thing can do all this stuff what kind of results can i get from it if i yeah yeah you know, I like, think people
2: experienced people on 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 the subject will be able to use AI a lot better than people that have no idea.
1: Dude, I'm just like all the things that I can't get done because I don't have the time to do. If I could just explain it to a robot and they make it, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know, because that's that's what that, it. Becomes the the talent there becomes your ability to art direct the AI your mind yeah the creativity
2: is here not absolutely
1: absolutely you don't need to push every pixel you know that's what technology is here for but you need to be able to explain to that whether it's a person like I lead a design team by day and that's what I'm doing all day is needing to try to explain concepts that I need them to incorporate into their work and so they're essentially an AI
2: so we were talking about big hugs, and now it it appeared, and now it de- de- developed in, in Instagram, and now we know more or less the the story that you came to, to Jeff, just saw your project, and he, he knew you, and he asked if you wanted to to be part of the project and do some like of a PFP. So if we go to the P to the big hugs PFP uh, project, um, we know that. You guys wanted to release this back in July, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what's been happening with the project? How is how is the project going?
0: Do you want to speak? And this is a
2: question for both of you. Um,
1: Jeff, you start.
0: I like CDR's take on it, but I will I'll give you the like the the bones of it, which is basically like we were putting it out. We were very excited about it. I would say that maybe we overbuilt it a little bit. And this got so in the weeds with it that like we got too excited about it to the point where like we made it into this massive massive thing um and i think we have to pull back on it a little bit and but the biggest thing is we really wanted to create a narrative with the characters and it takes time to do that and i thought that we were just going to put the characters out first and then create the narrative second and i just Mm -hmm. think you know it started to the market started to dry up um everything took a downturn and for me i was just like this is a good opportunity to step back and do the project right which is to put a lot of thought behind who these characters are um because ultimately i think we see them as characters that could tell stories um you know mostly like children's stories to be honest so yeah what do, what do you think uh what do you think cdr
1: i think I mean everything that you said. I, what I would add to that it was it, is that you know, rewinding back to January, we started talking about this and um, decided that there was interest in us doing this with with the big hubs. And as we got started, we started to see that hey, you know what, we don't want to sprint here. Like we don't want to move as quickly as we might need to to hurry up and get this out the door it just felt wrong it didn't it felt like we weren't serving the project right we weren't giving it what it needed and because we had or i I, you know i had so much history with it and a little bit of it was me being like hey i don't want to like take my ip and mess this up you know so it's like i i feel like um it just felt right overall to not go fast here and we had a lot of ideas for big hugs and for other projects obviously um and it just felt right to like hey like let's let's build out this creative studio and let's have big hugs pfp be our flagship project and just be transparent with our audience that like we're working on this and you know we're 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 working on it slowly because we proud of it
2: so it's my understanding that This big hugs is going to be a lot more than a PFP, right?
0: We're hoping. We hoping.
2: We hoping it. It's. We're hoping that it can tell
0: stories, and so I feel like that's the thing that a lot of PFP projects are missing. And I will say that, like when you're talking about not rushing, we've seen examples. The entire past year is examples of of PFP projects rushing, Um, and they're all
2: litter on the side of the road right now so yeah yeah i find time i, find I think thing, is
0: is the most important thing for we, us
2: we get the hype we get the hype we buy it and then it just dips and then there are weeks and months without any news yeah. whatsoever it's
1: super important to us you know not even just with, with big hugs but for but for synonyms and for any project we're going to put out to not open comments. You know, we we want to do a lot of things with big hugs but like it's challenging out there to um, take things in the places that you want to go. It doesn't mean that you can't do them, but you want to find the right people to work with. You know, you want to find the right team. You want to build the right strategy to get things out there. And, you know, we are that um, rushing into it. We might not be making the best decisions.
2: So another question, we we started as the B the the PFP big hugs and that was the the flagship like you said and that's what we know about it and all of a sudden the big hugs studio that is going to be like a collective where other kinds of art is going to be made if I'm it's it's my understanding comes up with this synonym synonym oh my god synonyms synonyms, synonyms uh PFP so yeah. how did how did this come how 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 did it appear uh because for me it was a surprise All of a sudden, it appeared this, and this is is a completely different project. Is that correct?
0: Go ahead. Me? All right. I mean, one day we were working on Big Hugs, and CDR was like, "Hey, I want to show you something I've been working on." (laughs) And we had too much time. We we share we share the password to a generator, the the Bueno generator, and so I kind of had seen something pop up on the generator, and then like three days later. It was like ninety percent done, um, but go ahead and jump in. I mean, I, I you should say where your inspirations have come from, and I, I think this is a good spot to
1: put that. Um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't want to come off as being like, a, I don't know, silly here. But like, synonyms is kind of another thing that's just been like in the back of my mind for a while. Um, you know, it it essentially it started as a design exercise um on my end it just as like jeff and i've been talking about a lot of things like hey wouldn't it be cool if we tried this and, you know and we like had a bunch of just like things we were working through just like bouncing ideas off each other and i um just kind of started making this to test out a i was testing out using this software called sketch to to use i'd, I'd used illustrator for for big hogs and it, I found it kind of cumbersome and I used sketch in my day, day work and it's, uh, it's very it's the ease of production there is, is pretty substantial and I started just playing with these and things started happening and I didn't expect it to be anything that we use I was just like I wanted to just play which I thought was interesting like I am just going to go play and hopefully come up with something that is playful and it was built off um really my inspiration throughout my career with like um mid-century graphic designers and artists and uh, um, furniture designers, etc. Um so at the time synonyms got started, I was essentially working on the big hug studio identity, you know, the, the H and the B hugging. Trying to put that together because we we knew we wanted to rebrand our twitter feed and get that moving and at the time of doing that i was diving deep into a lot of those uh, designers that i have always been inspired by um most notably paul rand um and i was like really just kind of reading a lot of his writing uh you know looking at a lot of his work and um the aesthetic that we used for synonyms is like you know really takes directly a lot of the uh, you know a lot of the style that um a lot of the older ones is, is done in. You, know, you know especially the, the color palette
2: yeah i have to say whenever i've seen this is seems very retro per se yeah. like it's, it's a little bit different from the the the, um, the big hugs yes. um i think the thing that struck me at first i didn't
0: want to cut him but i, I think the struck the thing he showed it to me and i was immediately like this is great. And I think the reason I think it's great is because it's, it's everything that doesn't need to be in a project is taken out. And like, sometimes the hardest part of doing any art form, especially music, or art is taking away the things that you think are great about it, and stripping it down to what the essence of it is. So like, behind me, you could see this thing right here. For me, that's like, a moon setting over over waves, and to someone else is something different. But I, I just feel like taking the essence of what something is and just cutting everything else away allows something to be, in my mind, more iconic. And I don't want to call these iconic, but I think they are. They're they're simple in the way that like early PFPs were simple, um and and for me that's why I thought immediately that they were very special
1: yeah
2: so do you guys see see this as um a pfp that can be used as a pfp or do you see this as art to be um enjoyed or a mix of everything
1: i i'd say both yes Uh, you know the the hope here and what jeff was getting at i want to build on um that keeping these minimal um you know down to simple simple shapes and um a simple color palette it it gives the viewer the opportunity to put the the meaning into these you know and that's that's where the name synonyms came from because we and
2: that's sorry that's why you guys are going with cc0 for this so anyone can can pick up and use essentially how do you feel about that is it is it the first time you release your work as CCO? CCO? Yeah, CCO, CC0. I don't know.
1: Uh, I mean it's my first time of like doing anything and saying that um, you know <laughs> the rights are yours. But I'm for dealing, sure. I'm dealing with people all the time that like have my work in their Etsy shops, uh, you know, in their Zazzle shops or Cafe Press. So I've seen all kinds of stuff. I've been my stuff has been taken by companies. Um I get probably once a month on Instagram, someone's tattooed their work, my work on themselves and said, Hey, look, I love your work. I tattooed it. And I'm like, okay, well good that tattoo (laughs) artists made some money on that. Like I got kids to feed. But it's great, you know. People in a lot of ways in the digital world think that they're gonna use just they use it anyway. They don't necessarily need it to start a company with, but hopefully they wouldn't do that. But if I like there's something about in general i like just being like hey we made this thing it was playful for us maybe it's playful for you let's see what we can do with it we're i don't want to put words in jack's mouth but i think this is true we're excited to see what people can do with this i'm i'm generally excited and i, I bet that i bet we back are into where we go with it
2: i bet we are going to have hoodies. that's what people say isn't it t-shirts what? and hoodies with us what's the hoodies? Booties, like oh, the hoodie. merchandise. Sorry. <laughs> See, making fun of my English, this I'm guy sorry. all the time. i didn't mean to do All that. the time.
1: No, um, I mean. I think that's great.
0: I was adverse to CCO at Cc zero at the very beginning, just because I I felt like it was it goes counter to what a lot of the ethos of Web three is, which is for me ownership of your IP. And I feel like in a lot of cases, a lot of cases, it takes away the rights of the artists and it, it feeds, uh, you know, it's, it's done a lot by the, the artists who have already made it. And that's frustrating because then they, they make you feel like you should do it too. In this case, we truly want people to like take these and do things with them. So I think the thing that's different is like a lot of a lot of people will put out cc0 and they'll say okay this is cc0 like you know go go do this stuff with it but for us we're like come build with us like we're probably going to do something with it too so
1: These I feel like blocks yeah they're like mm. I see them I see them as blocks or like Legos or like things that components that like that you click together and like in this like first version there's two components. There's 120 heads, there's 65 bodies, there's uh, what sixteen eye variations, and there's I think seven or eight mouth variations. And they're components. It's there's a there's a an old children's toy, uh, I don't know if it'd be a game or whatever, it's called color forms. And it's a lot of a lot of like um inspiration this came from color forms too because like, it, it generally came out around that same time of what uh paul rand and like i was a child in the 70s i had this toy and i've still got it today not the same one but i've still got it play with it with my kids and it's a black kind of waxed paper with these like kind of plastic uh shapes that are like red green yellow blue i like think it. i know i think i know what you mean yeah and you stick them together and you make yeah, whatever you- yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that, I, I played that with my kids. I played colored blocks and magnet tiles and things with my kids. And this is all me interpreting all that stuff. And I think that like we can, as we start to build more componentry and people start to do new things with it, I think that there's opportunity here to, uh, you know, have this thing be something that we could have known. If we like, built some roadmap and said today, you know, we're gonna, by this time, we're gonna be here. like. I, I like I like just being like, hey everyone, here's this stuff. Let's see what we can do with it. So it's it's nice that you uh,
2: say you you both say that you use Bueno as a, a generator. My question for you, CDR, is using a generator did and and working on NFTs. Is it changing your art in a way? Is using uh, a generator a different tool, and is that um, changing the way you look at art?
1: um I don't know if I'd say it's changing the way I look at art. um Because the, I don't know that, I mean, the way I look at art is just like with eyes wide open, mind open as much as I can, you know? So I feel like having the generator is helping me do the things that, that I could never make, t- I could, but it was, you know, uh, myself. So like, the idea that like here's this tool that like I can plug components in, give it a spin, and like let it put them all together, and I can then look at them all, and then go like I mean I we, I go through the generator all the time with with synonyms and with big hugs, and I just see things that I'm like look at that that's crazy but I, I I wouldn't have thought about putting those two together, and they look really cool. But what I what I did with um, the generator for synonyms is I it's a it's a tool it's not just like the end result like I didn't make all the pieces and then put it in the generator I was like putting them in as I went and generating things and seeing what happened and, and building ideas off that so it was like it was just this constant feedback of like oh so it's a, it's a
2: trying it's a trying effect to see things that work together
1: or not yeah definitely um and you can, you can kind of work it out when you're building it you know in the software, you'd be able to see like, oh, I built this one. And then, you know, and like, once you start getting up, you have a lot of heads and a lot of bodies, the permutations of those get to be something that's like really hard to keep control of. So like the generator will help you do that. And once, you know, cause once you get it in the generator, you've got head number three, right. And you've got head number three in nine colors where well, you can go in and say, I want to view only head number three in red. And it'll show you all the combinations that it's put together They're just that one color and that one head that that trait basically and it's so fun it's like it's like the so, whole thing feels like i'm playing around.
2: okay um so jeff um what comes next so on ba the big uggs studio we are ha- we are going to have the meeting of the cinnamon synonyms and synonyms the cinnamon sticks (laughs) it's good that i cannot say the world isn't it it's it's quite nice (laughs) the cinnamon rolls the cinnamon rolls (laughs) that's my next Um, project yeah so what can we expect next
0: yeah i mean that's what i like about big hugs is like it's me and cdr and a few other people um and we're just building things that come come to us it's it's art like it, it can't be predicted it can't be like if you would have asked me three months ago if we were if we were going to put out cinnamon i mean synonyms um <laughs> i would have been like i don't know what you're talking about so you know it was awesome that it popped up and it was a thing that we all loved and it felt natural and for me i mean cdr said something a while ago about the way we wanted to to roll with big hugs which was like we're kind of riding a wave and like, sometimes you go this way and sometimes you go that way. And I, I want people on board with that. And I want people on board with that who who want to be in these projects because I don't want them to think that we're some giant corporation. Like CDR is an artist, I love making things happen. I love doing things like we made utility happen, me and, me and you, Bernardo. And like, it was just an idea I had and I was like, let's do it. And so now Big Hug Studios like houses utility, which is fun and it's a fun thing to do. And I hope that it remains fun. And that's what's next, more fun. What do you, what do you think, yeah? I
1: think, I think you nailed it. I think I would add that like, what's interesting to me about this space, you know, Web3, whatever you would call it, which one is that like, this should be a space where we take chances and we try new things and we see what happens and we enjoy ourselves because in, in real life, everyone's trying to like, you know, build a brand and like, you know, make this whole thing happen and think about like, Oh, we're going to build it so we can sell it. And like, you know, and like, that's all great. I don't think we want to get involved in all that. Like we want to, to take opportunities because like, we want to do this thing, you know, we, and we want, we want to like make for sure that we don't put ourselves in a situation where like we can't do what we want because we've, Overpromise promise something, uh, you know, like, it seems like this is the space to me. Yeah, to, for, to take ahead. chances and to try things, I guess is the best way to put it. And that's what that's where we're at. We're, we both we we're working dads. And we're also creatives. And um, I don't know, I, I want to do something because I want to do it. it feels good. and means something. And I think that's what's happening.
0: I've seen what happens when you take something you really want to do and you really love and you do it and it becomes a business and then it becomes your livelihood. It's stressful and it's no longer fun, to be quite frank. Like, I love the businesses that I've started, the cafes, but they're difficult and very stressful for me. You know what I love? I love coming home and working on this. That's fun.
1: And I think people undervalue that. No, I have to say, I run a design team by day. I just want to say this real quick. I run a design team by day that focuses a lot on on marketing, corporation, and what I wanted to do in the space was not that. You know, like having all these stakeholders being like, "Oh, I don't know if it should be green," and like that logo is too small, and like shouldn't the data says that we got to do this and all that. I was like, "No, we can do that. I'll work on those types of projects for that type of space over there." But in here i want to i want to try things i want to i literally want to make it art. like i I've literally first
2: i love that and i have to say to both of you um one of the things that i that i learned on the the nft space and whenever we are talking about the the pfps and and even art, is that whenever you buy into that you buy into the people that are behind it that are going to continue to produce and they're going to, to, to make things happen. And I feel very confident if I'm going to invest, if I'm going to be in this project that you, you, both of you will make this fun for me as well, you know, and I know that this can be quite partial cause I'm, I'm, I'm friend of yours and I know you now. But it's it's true you know you can see that the 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 projects that are su- successful it's because the team behind it has a passion for it and i think both of you have it so i think it's a nice thing that we that i know your project
1: i'd like to to tie one thing on top of that Jeff's heard me say this a million times probably to like you know chagrin but like i kind of want this to be like we're a band and we're like making records, and if you like the band and you like their records, maybe you want to check out their new record, and maybe you want to see what they did, you know like it's like I, I, I don't when I think about artists that I like, musicians, et etc, I don't want to hold them into this place where like I need you to go do things a certain way. I need you to go away and come and find something and bring it to me and show it to me. And I hope we can do something like that, you know. Like we can just make something that that people want to, whatever it is, but people want to interact with it and with us, because they like what we're doing.
2: That's a beautiful analogy. Jeff, do you want to say some final words before we go?
0: No, man. I think uh, I think you nailed it. Um, yeah, check out the project if you want. If you don't, also cool.
2: Big <laughs> like, hugs for you.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not we're not holding people's. Uh, Bases down to our art like uh, you know i just want i want people to appreciate it so but
2: yeah i think a lot of people will so cdr thank you so much for being on the podcast um Mm -hmm. it was a new new thing for me to talk about an area of art that i don't know much about and so i will wait for your threads about your influencers and who uh, to to know a little bit more about illustration because it's a big thing in on nfts as well and i'm i'm a little bit apart like on the side of that and thank you so much for coming once again um jeff thank you so much for coming today oh yeah that's great (laughs) and for everyone that is listening thank you so much for listening uh don't forget to come to us with ideas we already had some people that wanted to come to the to the podcast so we are going to contact you when the time is 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 due and um tell me
1: we didn't ask the one question that came in via Twitter
2: oh yeah yes it there, was there Eric were
1: a, there were a couple and I think that I think that we should uh we should guess I forgot what they were
2: No, I know I know I, I can forgot. I can find out it was so like... Eric Bulkins. Yes. It's asking you, do you ever do animations? Did you ever do
1: animations? Very minimal animations. Animation's a thing that I would love to to be involved in, but it's it's a it's a discipline all of its own. And it's like it's not one that I've been able to get very far in. Um but um I want to do more of it, but I I don't know if I want to do it. I'd much rather like work with someone who is a pro at animation and uh let them help bring things to life so do you know the work about len lee you know i saw that and me i did not and i immediately went and looked at it and wow very cool i have to go and check as well uh like a kinetic kinetic artist like it looks like they did a lot of things but like a lot of like uh you know kind of animation and like kinetic work and like uh, uh, Film stuff in New Zealand. Very cool, very colorful. Definitely gonna have to dive and check it out. I love finding people that, you know, I think this guy was probably from the 70s, 80s. Yeah. So cool seeing people. In
2: Actually, a curiosity in these past two days, mm-hmm. I I was speaking with Luis Iruela, that is a, a photographer on the space that we, we talk a lot, and yeah. he told me that his best friend is Alberto Mielgo that the guy that won the Oscar for the best short animation. And I went to see his stuff Yeah, and he's, he's on NFTs as well. And I had no idea. Oh, you'll have to link so check it out. Yeah. Okay. He's amazing. He's amazing. Okay. So, so Jeff, yeah. you want to finish this time?
0: Thanks for coming, man. It's a great podcast. Come, <laughs> come check out, uh, come check out the podcast. Oh, and come check out synonyms. I'm going to check out synonyms. Yeah. yeah, I will.
2: I will. Alright, yeah, man. Thank Thanks. you so much, guys. Okay, bye-bye. bye bye. Bye. I won.